Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, November 17th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Kayai Sarah, and it means Life of Sarah. Genesis 24, 53-67 Then he brought out silver and gold jewelry and clothing and presented them to Rebekah. He also gave expensive presents to her brother and mother. Then they ate their meal, and the servant and the man with him stayed there overnight. But early the next morning Abraham's servant said, Send me back to my master. But we want Rebekah to stay with us at least ten days, her brother and mother said. Then she can go. But he said, Don't delay me. The Lord has made my mission successful. Now send me back so I can return to my master. Well, they said, we'll call Rebekah and ask her what she thinks. So they called Rebekah, Are you willing to go with this man? They asked her, and she replied, Yes, I will go. So they said goodbye to Rebekah and sent her away with Abraham's servant and his men. The woman who had been Rebekah's childhood nurse went along with her. They gave her this blessing as she parted. Our sister, may you become the mother of millions. May your descendants be strong and conquer the cities of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her servant girls mounted the camels and followed the man. So Abraham's servant took Rebekah and went on his way. Meanwhile, Isaac, whose home was in the Negev, had returned from Bir Laha Roy. 
One evening, as he was walking and meditating in the fields, he looked up and saw the camels coming. When Rebecca looked up and saw Isaac, she quickly dismounted from her camel. Who is that man walking through the fields to meet us? she asked the servant, and he replied, It is my master. So Rebecca covered her face with her veil. Then the servant told Isaac everything he had done, and Isaac brought Rebecca into his mother Sarah's tent, and she became his wife. He loved her deeply, and she was a special comfort to him after the death of his mother. Ezekiel 35, 1-36-38 Again a message came to me, Ezekiel, from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face Mount Seir and prophesy against his people. Give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Mount Seir, and I will raise my fist against you to destroy you completely. I will demolish your cities and make you desolate. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Your eternal hatred for the people of Israel led you to butcher them when they were helpless, when I had already punished them for all their sins. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, since you show no distaste for blood, I will give you a bloodbath of your own. Your turn has come. I will make Mount Seir utterly desolate, killing off all who try to escape, and any who return. I will fill your mountains with the dead. Your hills, your valleys, and your ravines will be filled with people slaughtered by the sword. I will make you desolate forever. Your cities will never be rebuilt. Then you will know that I am the Lord. For you said, The lands of Israel and Judah will be ours. We will take possession of them. What do we care that the Lord is there? Therefore, as surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I will pay back your angry deeds with my own. I will punish you for all your acts of anger, envy, and hatred. And I will make myself known to Israel by what I do to you. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have heard every contemptuous word you spoke against the mountains of Israel. For you said, They are desolate. They have been given to us as food to eat. In saying that, you boasted proudly against me, and I have heard it all. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. The whole world will rejoice when I make you desolate. You rejoiced at the desolation of Israel's territory. Now I will rejoice at yours. You will be wiped out, you people of Mount Seir, and all who live in Edom. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Son of man, prophesy to Israel's mountains. Give them this message. O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Your enemies have taunted you, saying, Aha! Now the ancient heights belong to us. Therefore, son of man, give the mountains of Israel this message from the Sovereign Lord. Your enemies have attacked you from all directions, making you the property of many nations and the object of much mocking and slander. Therefore, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Sovereign Lord. He speaks to the hills and mountains, ravines and valleys, and to ruined wastes and long-deserted cities that have been destroyed and mocked by the surrounding nations. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, My jealous anger burns against these nations, especially Edom, 
because they have shown utter contempt for me by gleefully taking my land for themselves as plunder. Therefore prophesy to the hills and mountains, the ravines and valleys of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I am furious that you have suffered shame before the surrounding nations. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I have taken a solemn oath that those nations will soon have their own shame to endure. But the mountains of Israel will produce heavy crops of fruit for my people, for they will be coming home again soon. See, I care about you, and I will pay attention to you. Your ground will be plowed, and your crops planted. I will greatly increase the population of Israel, and the ruined cities will be rebuilt and filled with people. I will increase not only the people, but also your animals. O mountains of Israel, I will bring people to live on you once again. I will make you even more prosperous than you were before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I will cause my people to walk on you once again, and you will be there on their territory. You will never again rob them of their children. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. The other nations taunt you, saying, Israel is a land that devours its own people and robs them of their children. But you will never again devour your people or rob them of their children, says the Sovereign Lord. I will not let you hear those other nations insult you, and you will no longer be mocked by them. You will not be a land that causes its nation to fall, says the Sovereign Lord. Then this further message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, When the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by the evil way they lived. To me their conduct was as unclean as a woman's menstrual cloth. They polluted the land with murder and the worship of idols. So I poured out my fury on them. I scattered them to many lands to punish them for the evil way they have lived. But when they were scattered among the nations, they brought shame on my holy mountain. For the nations said, These are the people of the Lord, but he couldn't keep them safe in his own land. Then I was concerned for my holy name, on which my people brought shame among the nations. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the Sovereign Lord. I am bringing you back but not because you deserve it. I am doing it to protect my holy name, on which you brought shame while you were scattered among the nations. I will show how holy my great name is, the name on which you brought shame among the nations. And when I reveal my holiness through you before their very eyes, says the Sovereign Lord, then the nations will know that I am Yahweh. For I will gather you up from all the nations and bring you home again to your land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. 
and you will live in Israel, the land I gave your ancestors long ago. You will be my people, and I will be your God. I will cleanse you of your filthy behavior, and I will give you good crops of grain, and I will send no more famines on the land. I will give you great harvests from your fruit trees and fields, and never again will the surrounding nations be able to scoff at your land for its famines. Then you will remember your past sins and despise yourselves for all the detestable things you did. But remember, says the Sovereign Lord, I am not doing this because you deserve it. O my people of Israel, you should be utterly ashamed of all you have done. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, When I cleanse you from your sins, I will repopulate your cities, and the ruins will be rebuilt. The fields that used to lie empty and desolate in plain view of everyone will again be farmed. And when I bring you back, people will say, This former wasteland is now like the Garden of Eden. The abandoned and ruined cities now have strong walls and are filled with people. Then the surrounding nations that survive will know that I, Yahweh, have rebuilt the ruins and replanted the wasteland. For I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I say. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I am ready to hear Israel's prayers and to increase their numbers like a flock. They will be as numerous as the sacred flocks that filled Jerusalem's streets at the time of her festivals. The ruined cities will be crowded with people once more, and everyone will know that I am Yahweh. James 1, 1-18 This letter is from James, a slave of God and of Yeshua HaMashiach. I am writing to the twelve tribes, believers scattered abroad. Greetings, dear brothers and sisters. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them, and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them, they will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers, but the little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. And remember, when you are being tempted, 
do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us His true word, and we, out of all creation, became His prized possession. Psalm 116, 1-19 I love the Lord because He hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because He bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is. How good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death, and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest once again, for the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. I believed in you, so I said, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety I cried out to you, These people are all liars. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. O Lord, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant, born into your household. You have freed me from my chains. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 27, 23-27 Know the state of your flocks, and put your heart into caring for your herds. For riches don't last forever, and the crown might not be passed to the next generation. After the hay is harvested and the new crop appears and the mountain grasses are gathered in, your sheep will provide wool for clothing and your goats will provide the price of a field. And you will have enough goat's milk for yourself, your family, and your servant girls. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Ezekiel chapter 35 and 36. And these two chapters are a prophecy to the mountains of Israel and also to the people who persecuted the Israelites who were living in the mountains of Israel. So we need to define some words. And so in the beginning of this chapter, chapter 35, uh, the Lord speaks to Ezekiel and says to him in verse 2, Son of man, turn and face Mount Seir and prophesy against its people. So. What about Mount Seir and the people of Mount Seir? Esau 
went to Mount Seir, and he established his little earthly kingdom there. He married, intermarried with the Canaanites, and from Esau, we have basically the nation of Edom. And from Esau, we have Amalek. And Amalek hated the Israelites and attacked them and tried to destroy them. From Esau and Amalek, we also have Haman. And Haman is on the direct lineage from Esau, and he hated the Jewish people, and he tried to have them completely eradicated and wiped out. So from Mount, Ed- Mount Seir, we have the Edomites. And many would say that when Rome came in and attacked Jerusalem and uh, the temple was destroyed, that the Edomites were there watching and laughing and gloating and, and delighting in the destruction of the Jewish people and their temple. It goes on to say in verse 5, to, regarding the Edomites, the people of Mount Seir. And it really, the root of it goes all the way back to Esau. Esau hated Jacob and tried to kill him. Even from within the womb, tried to kill him. Verse 5, your eternal hatred for the people of Israel led you to butcher them when they were helpless, when I had already punished them for all their sins. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, since you show no distaste for blood, I will give you a bloodbath of your own. Your turn has come. So now I'm going to turn our attention in chapter 36 to the mountains of Israel. Verse Chapter 36, verse 1. Son of man, prophesy to Israel's mountains. Give them this message. O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Now I'm going to pause there. Again, we need to define our words. What are the mountains of Israel? The mountains of Israel are to the north of Jerusalem. They are in the biblical heartland of the nation. And they are in the region known as Shomron or biblical Samaria. And in modern day Palestinian terms, the mountains of Israel is now known as the West Bank. And of course, the Palestinians make a claim on the West Bank. And if that ever were to happen, it would be like Israel would become a donut and there's a big hole in the middle and that hole would be the West Bank. Well, the mountains of Israel is the Shomron, biblical Samaria. It is where the capital of the northern kingdom was is was in Shechem. And that is where Joseph's bones are literally buried to this day, the tomb of Joseph. Uh, His bones were taken out of Egypt and they were brought to ancient Shechem, which is modern day Nablus. So it goes on to say in verse four, therefore, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the sovereign Lord. He speaks to the hills and mountains, ravines and valleys, ruined wastes and long deserted cities that have been destroyed and mocked by the surrounding nations. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. My jealous anger burns against these nations, especially Edom, because they have shown utter contempt for me by gleefully taking my land for themselves as plunder. By the way, a little sidebar, if you ever visit next-door neighbor Jordan, you have Petra. And if you ever visit Petra, these massive cliffs it looks like an ancient uh, a city carved in stone. 
skyscrapers carved in stone. And the inhabitants of Petra, they literally carved out large columns, and the columns look like the columns of the White House. They are ornate, and they are very elegantly done. And they lived in the caves in Petra, and it looks like an ancient city carved in stone. And this is where many of the Edomites lived. This is near the region of Mount Seir, where Esau went and established himself. Continuing on in verse 8, But the mountains of Israel will produce heavy crops of fruit for my people, for they will be coming home again soon. See, I care about you, and I will pay attention to you. Your ground will be plowed and your crops planted. Now, again, we have to define our words. Who is this talking to? He says, my people will be returning. Well, first, it begins with the Jewish people. It begins with the southern kingdom called the house of Judah, or the Jews. They returned after 70 years of captivity in Babylon, and there's always been a Jewish presence in the land ever since. But there's also, God's people includes the northern kingdom, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. And they are also going to return. Continuing on uh, in chapter 36, verse 10, I will greatly increase the population of Israel, and the ruined cities will be rebuilt and filled with people. I will increase not only the people, but also your animals. O mountains of Israel, I will bring people to live on you once again. I will make you even more prosperous than you were before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I will cause my people to walk on you once again, and you will be their territory. You will never again rob them of their children. So now, in biblical Shomron, biblical Samaria, also known as the West Bank, uh, just above the town of Nablus, which is a Palestinian town, and there's a big sign, a big red sign that says, if you're Jewish, don't go down this road on pain of death. Up above, um, I forget the name of the town up on the hill, but it's a Jewish town. And behind that, there is a compound, a volunteer compound set up by the ministry called Hayovel. H-A-Y-O-V-E-L, Hayovel. The Waller family founded it, and Christians from all over the nations have gone there and stayed in their uh, volunteer facilities, and they volunteer to help harvest the grapes that are there in the region, up on the hillside and also down in Shiloh and in other places. And from those grapes, world-class wine is produced. And there's prophecies in the book of Amos and in Jeremiah that strangers and foreigners would come to the mountains of Israel and they would help to harvest the grapes and that the mountains would drip with wine. And literally, that prophecy is coming to pass right now. The Waller family and all the volunteers, I would say, are like the Normandy beach. They have established a beachhead. And it's still pretty desolate. Lots and lots of open land there, lots of vineyards, grape vineyards, but plenty of room for growth. And so this prophecy is talking about how God's people are one day going to return to the land of Israel. Let's just continue. Chapter 36, verse 22. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. I am bringing you back, but not because you deserve it. 
I am doing it to protect my holy name, on which you brought shame while you were scattered among the nations. So we, his people, have been scattered amongst all the nations. The southern kingdom, Judah, has returned to Israel. But the northern kingdom, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, is still scattered to all the nations of the earth. And yes, we have brought shame to his name, and he's going to regather his people. He goes on to say, And when I reveal my holiness through you before their very eyes, says the Sovereign Lord, then the nations will know that I am the Lord, for I will gather you from all the nations and bring you home again to your land. We are the scattered sheep. We've been scattered to all the nations. Yeshua, the master shepherd, is going to ingather his sheep, and he's going to do it in a stunning, stellar, amazing way. He goes on to say in verse 25, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will... Why? Why does he put his spirit in us so we can have all kinds of dreams and visions and on and on? No, here's why. He gives us his spirit so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. In other words, so we can follow the Torah. All of it. Genesis to Revelation. Verse 28, and here's his promise. It's an incredible promise. And you will live in Israel, the land I gave your ancestors long ago. We need to remember that. We need to not get so comfortable with where we are right now, with our 401k and our mortgage and our little house and our families and and our life here, because we need to walk very lightly and be ready to up and leave when it's time to go, because this, we are pilgrims passing through. We don't belong where we are. We're scattered. We've been exiled from the promised land, and God has promised to return us back home to Israel. So continuing on in verse 33, this is what the sovereign Lord says, when I cleanse you from your sins, I will repopulate your cities and the ruins will be rebuilt. The fields that used to lie empty and desolate in plain view of everyone will again be farmed. And when I bring you back, people will say, this former wasteland is now like the Garden of Eden. The abandoned and ruined cities now have strong walls and are filled with people. He is going to do it. And he he keeps uh, repeating over and over and over throughout the scriptures that he's going to ingather his people. The next chapter that we look, look into, chapter 37 and 38, also that promises, it's like a thread. And the thread just weaves its way through Many, many chapters throughout the Bible. We just have to have eyes to see. These promises are not just for the Jewish people. These promises are for all of God's people. So may the Lord put a deep love in your heart for the land of Israel, for the people of Israel, and for our future home where we will one day abide and live, where there is pomegranates, and olive trees, and vineyards of grapes, and rich tomatoes, and cucumbers, and 
awesome settlements, wonderful people. God is going to do a work. He's going to kosher the land. He's going to remove the evil and the corruption and prepare the place. He's going to prepare it for his people. So may that give you great joy and delight and something amazing and wonderful to look forward to. Remember, we are just pilgrims passing through, so don't get too comfortable with where you are now. We are just pilgrims passing through, sojourning. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.